my Bitcoin story and I'm here with Mel Law. Mel is the co-founder of Investera. It's an ad tech platform to teach people how to invest. And she, is, uh, she has experience in terms of business consulting with entrepreneurs and startup. So welcome to the show, Mel. Glad, have, uh, happy to have you here. <laughs> yes, happy to be here too. Thanks for inviting me on this podcast. Yeah, I mean, uh, we... We've been, you know, we 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 are based in Bali actually, but uh, we have to do this Zoom call uh, instead of meeting personally because of the COVID situation. But it's very in. I'm 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 really uh, in excited to to hear from Mel because Mel has been uh, diving a lot into. Uh, investing and also teaching people about investing, especially for women. So uh, yeah, we're going to talk more about that, about how uh, women can invest and how Bitcoin uh, help women uh, in terms of investing. So maybe before we start, can you start your Bitcoin story, Mel? Sure. Yeah, my Bitcoin story started like many of us Bitcoiners. Uh, I came across one of my friends who would not stop talking about Bitcoin. I had never heard about it, but he just kept going on and on every time I saw him. Um, so eventually uh, I, it piqued my interest and I was really lucky because him and some other friends of mine put together a little workshop on Bitcoin 101 that I attended. And that's where I got my first self-custody wallet set up, which was an awesome learning experience. At that stage, though, it was still, you know, a, a bit of a mystery to me what, what this was all about. Um, and so I jumped into the rabbit hole and started studying and learning and reading as much as I possibly could, um, which there's so much more out there now. But at that time, there was a bit less material on the Internet. So I was just scouring for it um, and also, you know, going to weekly meetups and talking, making a lot of new Bitcoin friends and having very... Um, uncharacteristic conversations, uncommon conversations that I had previously had. Um, and from there, I actually went and took a course by Andreas Antonopoulos, one of my favorite um, Bitcoin educators out there. And uh, it's an online uh, MOOC that anyone could take. Actually, they're still even hosting it now um, many years later. Uh, and so that was like a great way for me to learn as well. And then I started working uh, in the crypto industry too. So helping out to consult with projects on strategy and marketing and branding um, and just project development as a whole, which I still do um, on the side as well as growing uh, Investera, the startup that we spoke of earlier. Wow, and when, when was this? What year was this that you first bought Bitcoin? Well, it was back in 2014, actually, yeah. Wow, 2014. That's like, a that's even before, I think, I started buying Bitcoin in 2016, 2017. So this is like way before. <laughs> I'm a boomer. You're a boomer. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. Oh, wow. So, so you, um, yeah, because of your friend, then you, you become curious and then uh, you decided to buy and then go into the rabbit hole. So um, let's talk more about uh, right now when you are, currently uh, developing Investera and then this is a platform for people to learn to invest, right? So in this podcast, I would like to dig more about uh, 
women and investment because uh, it seems like a very taboo taboo topic in women, right? So uh, I, I want to ask for your opinion uh, as 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 you know as women. Uh, why do you think women needs to invest? Yeah, so that's a really good question. Um, I would say I'm really passionate about getting more women into investing because there's just a huge gap. And I just, you know, we can talk about it from a personal level, first of all, and then we can go bigger picture. But um, on a personal level, you know, I believe that everyone should have equal access to uh, achieving financial well-being and financial freedom. Um, predominantly, historically, we've seen that Um, men and, and our male peers are more common and more likely to invest their money and grow their wealth. And therefore, you know, when they hit old age or retirement, they actually have 35% more money than women of the same age. And so, you know, when I was looking at some of these stats and seeing, um, you know, what, why is that? Um, that's where we kind of start uncovering, you know, what are the reasons why women aren't investing and why is it important that they do? And so, of course, you know, the topics of financial well-being and financial independence are really, really important um, for, for individuals to live, you know, a peaceful, content, safe, secure life, right? Um, unfortunately, only 90% of women actually feel confident that they're going to be financially secure later in life. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, that's, that's a really high number. And imagine, you know, how much life impact, positive impact we could have on people if we could help them become more financially secure. Um, mm -hmm. From a bigger picture, you know, what I start to wonder about, because, you know, getting into the Bitcoin space, especially you kind of wonder about the financial system and how could it, you know, How is it broken and how could it be better? And naturally, one of the topics that come up um, is, you know, what would happen to the financial system if more women, if there was more balance of genders? And, and when I say women, I mean anyone, women and, and people who identify as women. What would happen if there was more of a gender balance or what would happen if more people, more, more women got involved and made financial decisions that were based on their values? you know, what would the world look like? What would the financial world look like? What would our economy look like? Um, and I believe that, and studies have shown also that women tend to make um, choices that are more equitable, that also, you know, take into account environmental and social measures. And also that their studies show that women actually can outperform men in investment performance by doing this. So I find that to be really interesting and that's kind of a future that I would like to support and see what could come about. Wow, I, I, I totally agree because um, like years ago I was working in India and we work a lot with uh, people in low income communities. Uh, so there are actually in India, there's a lot of businesses or even lending program or investment program, not investment, but just like mostly like lending or, or financial access to uh, all these women. Because what happened in India is that women is actually taking care of the family's finance. And if, if women can earn more or if women can have more access to money or 
or even just like uh, manage their own money, they they will think about like, oh yeah, maybe they can provide better food in the table or they can think about like their kids' education, all these things. And I think in terms of economy, uh, like macroeconomy always come from the smaller economy, which is the family economy. So yeah, I think women has very big, uh, what is it called, like factor or, or even role in, in, in terms of the economy itself. Yeah, exactly. Like that word role, like the role to play, because we already see, you know, like you mentioned in the household level, like a lot of women are running the, the household finances. Um, and so, you know, there's a lot of myths around like women and money and women and investing, like, but actually, you know, women are soon actually in the next 10 years are going to be controlling the majority of wealth that exists and wealth that is existing to be able to spend. And so, you know, we're already going to be in a position where we have access to the majority of money. And then what's lacking though, is the level of education. Um, so, and the level of access and confidence, because we also have to break down some of the psychological barriers and social conditioning that has happened over the generations mm. that have, you know, stopped women from getting involved in the investments, you know, still women have gotten really good at, you know, saving money or like we said, managing household finances and making sure everyone's taken care of. But the investment piece, learning how to actually manage and grow the wealth, there has been a huge gap in knowledge in our education system and in our households that have blocked women from getting involved and really stepping into their power on that front. So you talk about a little bit about uh, psychological barriers uh, or maybe limiting belief so, uh, yeah, from your experience, what is the most common limiting belief in women when it comes to, when it comes to investing? Yeah, so uh, what we often do at our workshops that we hold at Investera is we often start the session with an audience of women saying, who here believes that they're an investor? And, you know, there's a small percentage that actually feel fully confident to say that they are. Um, so I would say that, you know, confidence, having confidence in oneself is one of the psychological pieces there. And that confidence or lack of confidence is often perpetuated because there's, there's a bit of um, shame that comes around not knowing how to invest or not knowing how to make themselves um, to a level of financial security. And, and so then when that shame is there, it really blocks us from making a change because that means that we have to step out of our comfort zone and also potentially admit something that we don't know. And, um, and then also the other aspect that's come up quite commonly is that we've actually, we've interviewed dozens of women in our startup phase, in our market research, right? So we've interviewed dozens of women about investing or why they're not investing. And the number one word that came up in those interviews was trust. Mm. And so it was trust in themselves. Like, do I trust myself to manage my own money? But it was also who can I trust mm. to help me with my money? And that was a really interesting take because we started to dig into that and 
you know, the, the trust issue of like, who can I trust or where do I go to get trustworthy information about investing was huge. And we actually started doing internet research about it. Like, we're like, okay, where would people go? You know, we want that for ourselves even. So we started doing a bunch of research online and just there's so many like scammy things out there or, you know, the, everything is often the majority is branded towards, towards men, towards a male audience. And so already you don't feel like it's relatable. Um, 86% of financial advisors out there are men, white, white men over the age of 55. So again, like women don't have, have uh, professionals to relate to really. Um, and so, yeah, it's just the whole structure of the financial services industry um, that really could use an upgrade and a revamp. And it's starting to happen um, and that's great, but um, I think it, it's gonna take more effort and it's gonna take also not just relying on financial services, but relying on our own individual sovereignty and, and self-determination to do that. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting you mentioned about trust and, and I, I totally agree because there's a lot of scam out there and they always targeting women if I see, I mean, I'm just seeing with my my family or at least my mom or like my aunt, they say like, oh yeah, they, there is this, um, I don't know, some kind of investment opportunity. You put this money, it's apparently it's a Ponzi scheme, right? Yes. <laughs> so uh, yeah, another question regarding trust. So who do you think influence women the most when it comes to investing? Yeah. Oh man, I'm still stuck on your scammy Ponzi scheme thing <laughs> because, because that's what's kind of scary out there, right? Like yeah. there's so many people out there taking advantage of the lack of knowledge and also the desperation and, and also the, um, you know, the desire to get rich quick, which is a very dangerous, desperate place to be, which in most cases, that's, it's totally not possible, but they'll play on that kind of psychology. So yeah, that's a bit of a, a minefield. But anyways, um, back to your question on, you know, who who is influencing women yeah. to learn about investing. Um, so it, ma it makes me think for a while because I went into a, I went into a bookstore, one of like the biggest bookstores in Singapore, uh, Kino Kinia, my favorite. And I went into the investing section because I wanted to find um, a female educator on investment. But I, I actually went and I started filming videos of the bookshelves and sending it to my co-founder, Joy, at the Mostera, <laughs> saying, look what's here, because it was just all faces of men. Mm -hmm. And it was predominantly white men, older guys talking about investing. Um, and I couldn't find any, any women um, that I could learn from. And so there's definitely a huge lack there. Mm -hmm. um, so of course, like there's the famous guys like Warren Buffett or Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, those are some iconic teachers um, that can still like, regardless of gender, they have some great material and that, that's totally fine. And this is not something where I'm you know, slamming like all men who teach or whatever. I just wanna see more of a balance in people that I can relate to. And so, you know, I still, still think that people are going to, if they are interested to learn about investing, they're going to traditional um, teachers like that. But more often than not, 
they're actually not learning about it at all. Um, so in the interviews that I've done in the research we've done, most women are actually not investing at all. And so if they do have, um, if they have acquired some money, it's usually sitting in a savings account mm-hmm. and it's actually losing money to invest, uh, losing money to inflation. Mm-hmm. And so all their hard earned money is actually being depreciated over time. And by not investing, they're actually losing out sometimes depending on how much they have to a million, a million dollars worth on average in certain countries of wealth that they could be creating, which is massive. Mm-hmm. Um, but because no one's teaching them this at school or at home, they're actually unaware. So I wish I could have more names for you of like, who, who are people learning from? But I guess that's the whole, one of the whole premises behind Investor and why we're creating uh, an education community, um, not exclusive to women, but um, you know, putting women first in terms of creating a place that is um, a safe place to learn and get involved. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I totally agree. It's very, it's very hard out there to pinpoint who is the female version of Warren Buffett, for example, right? <laughs> like uh, there is no such thing as a role model. And I think, I think most women as well, uh, I mean, I'm just seeing it in, 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 in my environment that most women will get into investment based on what their friends said. But if their friends also doesn't have enough education, so it's become like a bubble that they are misinformed or um, yeah, don't don't know what you know what to do with their money. But I think like I think the 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 smallest thing that women can do, at least in India, is that people are buying gold, right? <laughs> but we can see that in the past ten years, gold performance is not even good for inflation hedge. So um, yeah, women women uh, definitely needs to think about how they can at least like keep their wealth uh, as it is not losing, not losing value. And it's a big problem. Yeah. And you, you brought up a a good point of like, often if they do find out about an investment opportunity, it's, it's through like word of mouth of their friends because, you know, women, we, we trust our friend network. Right. And we, we talk, unfortunately, a lot of like, myself and my female friends and many others, they don't, like when we get together, we're not talking about finance and investing very much, right? <laughs> and where, whereas like some of my male friends, they actually do, you know, my, my co-founder, one of her um, pre- previous boyfriends had a whole WhatsApp group with his guy friends where they, they would just talk about investing. Um, and so, you know, what was, what's really cool to see um, when we do events with Investera, so um, we we educate about Bitcoin and investing in general. Um, and sometimes I'll meet up with some of the community members that have attended and the conversations, they're like, I just bought Bitcoin today. You know, hey, this dip is looking like, like a good buy opportunity. And, you know, they're talking like that and making actual, you know, real actions in their lives. Um, and it's super exciting to see. Mm, yeah, that's... That I, I want to have that more, you know, like where women talk about uh, finance and investing because sometimes sometimes I feel like that I when I meet my my girlfriends, like I feel like I want to talk about Bitcoin, but then they say, you talk too much about Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I used to I've definitely experienced that. I think it's it's 
what's cool to watch is that it's changing. So, you know, seven years ago, I talk about Bitcoin and either the reaction is eyes glazing over, you know, getting tired or just like, no, that's like, that's gambling or that's dangerous, you know, or just, I don't get it. So therefore I'm going to close to it. Mm -hmm. And now that Bitcoin is becoming more adopted and more acceptable, there's definitely, you know, some female friends of mine are like knocking on my door, you know, (laughs) and uh, wanting to have those conversations. I I remember I went to a a dinner party and I got like cornered to talk about Bitcoin. (laughs) Like, wow, this is different. (laughs) Uh, Definitely. Uh, right now, especially during the pandemic, uh, people are getting more exposed to what they can do with their money, right? Um, so let's talk more about Bitcoin, uh, because you've been into blockchain and you took the course uh, in, in blockchain and, and Bitcoin as well in cryptocurrency. So why do you think Bitcoin is a very good investment for women? So I feel like with the the movement to digital assets and cryptocurrency, and especially Bitcoin, we're seeing one of the biggest transfers of wealth in our lifetime. Mm -hmm. And I would love for women to have a seat at the table and to benefit from that. And, And this is one of the most open opportunities out there that we've seen in the financial system because of the nature of Bitcoin, because of the decentralized nature, borderless censorship, stateless. I think it's a really, like, it's a phenomenon that's happening. Mm -hmm. And, you know, while for me, like I started getting into investing through cryptocurrency and then that started making me more interested in like other areas of finance and investing and how to diversify my portfolio, because that's what we really advocate for. Like, you know, to make sure you have a diversified portfolio where cryptocurrency is a portion of, of that, you know. And so, you know, not only getting into Bitcoin, I'm advocating for, but also creating, you know, a, a financial landscape that is really going to benefit you over a long period of time. So, yeah, those, those are some of the reasons why. But also, okay, getting a bit like big picture again, is once you start learning about Bitcoin, it just cracks your mind open to so many other subjects of things and it's just it's been one of the most rewarding learning experiences and life-changing experiences i've ever had you know it changed my social groups like where i have new types of friends different conversations you know professionally i got um, work opportunities that have been really fun and exciting and then also from a mindset perspective of how we look at the world how we look at the systems that we live in and interact with and how we can have an influence and a role to play in them. It's just, for me, like it's, it's life-changing. And so of course I want to be like, Hey, how about you guys come join, (laughs) you know, um, more, more women get involved and see, you know, how it may change their perspectives. Um, And of course, you know, there's the financial piece too, right? If like, if, this can help people, which I have seen it help people reach a place of more financial security um, and confidence, then that is huge. And I I want that. I want that benefit uh, for everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I I, I have a similar experience as well. Like when when I start 
learning more deeply about Bitcoin, suddenly everything about finance become exciting. Yeah. <laughs> like I would, before I won't care about what is a reverse repo, what is like, well, like how the money is created, like who cares, right? Yeah. <laughs> I know it's so funny. I'm like, how did I end up here? Because my, you know, my dad used to work in the in the banking industry and my mom was a computer programmer in the 70s mm-hmm. and now i just feel like i'm like this weird love child of that in like the digital asset space and i used to you know i used to be like i'm not going to ever work in the financial industry you know i'm not going to follow my father's footsteps and then sure enough uh somehow i ended up there in my own way uh but Yeah, I never thought I never thought I would be excited about these types of topics. Um, but it's just it, it's just supplying endless material for me to keep expanding on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and I I mean also from my experience, like I recently I've been very happy after talking a lot about Bitcoin with my family. Suddenly, my mom decided to sold her old old car and then put everything into Bitcoin. <laughs> wow! So, yeah, I mean that's like a little bit um, like a step for for me as a as a daughter. Like, oh my god, I probably my parents, but uh, the, <laughs> the things that that click into my mom's um, my mom's mind is that if she save money in her bank account she will lose the value of that money. And then if she put that in Bitcoin, it will eventually grow, uh, at, I mean, in the next two, three, four years, right? So I think that's a that's a really big milestone because she's like 50s, almost 60s. 50, yeah, how old is she? <laughs> I did turn to calculate, but yeah, she's almost <laughs> like 60 years old. Uh, but that's, that's a that's a change in mindset and i think like with what i really like about bitcoin is that it's a saving technology so people people want to save money but the problem with inflation right now there's no point on saving so that's why people tend to uh spend their money and mostly women they are consuming right they 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 see like there's no point so then they just like spend their money but if they start saving or like buying digital assets such as bitcoin then they know that this will grow and then there is therefore it's much makes sense if they save money and then and then yeah grow their grow their holdings basically yeah exactly and also once people start buying bitcoin um You start and, and and investing in general. Once you start, you start seeing your financial life in a different way. Like, oh, should I spend my money on that nice like new clothing, vacation, meal, whatever it is, or should I go buy Bitcoin instead, <laughs> or should I invest, you know, in my portfolio in some way? And you you know, it it actually starts reprogramming the way you see your financial life and how you manage your money, which is massive. Like I've seen people that um, we've worked with at Investera completely shift their spending behaviors and um, end up dramatically increasing their net worth 
and also like their sense of you know future and how they're going to start allocating their funds mm-hmm. and it's really amazing it's yeah really amazing yeah it, it, it's also like i feel like when i start as well um accumulate bitcoin i feel like asset first and then expense the next right so you whenever you have money then you immediately split it how much money that i'm going to put for investing how much money that i'm going to use for my daily expenses instead of the vice versa where normally we just use this money for expense and then whatever we have left we save and it's normally not going to happen because you're going to spend all of your money (laughs) yeah there's normally nothing left over at the end of that or it's like it's just a small amount so yeah i really like the invest first approach definitely so um yeah maybe also uh what is your recommendation for women if they want to start investing in bitcoin yeah so i would say that the biggest hurdle to get over is inaction so you know i I know a lot of people who have been asking me about bitcoin for many years and still have not made a move and and you know, then I'm like, okay, if you're ready to make a move, I encourage people to A, learn, learn a little bit, you know, so whatever resource it is, for example, like one of my friends attended my Bitcoin for Beginners workshop, he had been wanting to invest in Bitcoin for years, was always kind of overwhelmed, intimidated, putting it on the back burner. And then once he learned a bit more about the how-to practicalities, he immediately bought Bitcoin and got over that paralysis of action. And so I think, you know, making sure that whether it's you have a friend who you ask, you know, hey, I want to buy Bitcoin, can you help me? Or you take a more formal course, um, or you just know of a service in your local country that can help you. Um, So, of course, it's really exciting to get Bitcoin peer to peer, like from a friend, not through a centralized party or an exchange. But sometimes that's a bit of a steep learning curve. Mm-hmm. and you might not have people in your immediate vicinity to help you with that. So I often advocate then, okay, you just use a third-party service to get your foot in the door. Um, you know, the learning curve is already a little bit steep, so let's make it a bit easier and find, you know, a crypto exchange in your country, you know, so whether that's Indonesia, Indodax, or Luno, or, you know, in America, it's like, so many different exchanges, Coinbase, Gemini, whatever, whatever one you can find that resonates and just sign up for an account and buy Bitcoin straight out of your, your bank account that you can link up to it. That is, that is one of the easier ways to do it. And once you do that, then it gives you time. At least you've gotten skin in the game now mm-hmm. and you're starting to pay attention to what's going on and you're incentivized now to keep learning. And so then you keep learning and then you can get into, you know, peer-to-peer, self-hosted wallets, those types of things, more advanced stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. Like um, getting getting your first Bitcoin is the biggest step to, to invest. <laughs> to invest, yeah. Um, and, and what do you think about, I mean, I heard about this in so many times from, especially from, Uh, my friends, uh, female friends that bought Bitcoin, they saw 
especially right now, the price of Bitcoin goes down and then they were like shaken up and say like, oh my God, I just put like 1 million rupiah in there and then now it's like the 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 uh, my money is like gone, like half of it is already gone. So uh, yeah, what what do you think about that? About how do you how do you talk to women regarding the volatility of Bitcoin? Yeah, the volatility can be a bit um, queasy feeling in your stomach sometimes, especially if you're not used to it. So, you know, we've been in Bitcoin for a while now, so we've gone through the big ups and downs. And, you know, there's whenever I teach about about Bitcoin, I'd pull up the Wall, the Wall Street Journal psychology of a market graph because it, it will show you how your your psychology, how your emotions might change according to how the market is doing, you know? So it's going up, everyone's feeling so euphoric that they're like a genius, that they're winning on top of the world. This is never gonna go down. It's gonna go on forever, euphoria. And then it starts going down and it's like, you go through basically the cycles of grief, <laughs> like anger, disbelief, <laughs> depression, panic, you know? And then hopefully at the bottom, you don't sell. Mm -hmm. and and hopefully like if you were going to sell you would sell at the top however um the whole reason why the ups and downs of the market is easier to withstand is because it depends on your investment approach and what what i advocate and we advocate at investera is really to have a a long-term time horizon so you know four five six ten years um where you can the, the, there will be big ups and downs of the market, but overall, um, the thesis, the idea behind it is that it's it's going to go up and you're going to benefit from returns. And that's, you know, that's been shown within traditional markets like the stock market, for example. Right. So if you have a long term time horizon, you're going to you're definitely going to beat the market. You're usually, you know, an average of eight percent, which in the crypto world, that's like tiny of gains to have because Bitcoin has had, I think, to around, around an average of like 200% gains per year. Yeah. But um, so, you know, time is on your side, just let it sit and roll. If you're a trader, that's a totally different approach. But I, I would say that for us, like 95% of our community is not gonna be traders. They're gonna be long-term holders. And so, you know, then it's your job through the ups and downs to manage your emotions and to not get too rocked by the volatility and just to hodl. Mm -hmm. one for dear life <laughs> yeah and one of my friend also gave a very good analogy like um having bitcoin is just like having a piece of land in a in manhattan in new york for example it's like a prime spot like limited and if you buy it you won't sell it the next day you will you will hold it for for like as long as you can because investment is about endurance if you if you if you are thinking about i'm gonna sell this next week it's not worth of your time like everything that you need to invest it's called investing for for like the future right like then the future is not next week it's something that's gonna happen five ten years in the future yeah Exactly. Well, I like that analogy. And also the fact that it's, it's still such early days in Bitcoin, you know, like less than 2% of the world's population own some part of Bitcoin. Um, 
And so, you know, we're extremely lucky if we can have some Bitcoin in our portfolios and, you know, you'd have to really like yank it out of my hands for me to, to give that up because it's, you know, this is an early mover advantage time as well. And also I believe so much in the philosophy, in the technology behind it. So, um, you know, that I think what would help people to endure, that's a good word, endurance, to endure the volatility is to really know why are you in it? Mm-hmm. You know, what's your goal? And um, potentially help helping you to set price points where you would feel comfortable to sell and then sticking to it and not letting your emotions take over in those, those times. Oh, very beautiful. Yes, absolutely. Agree 100%. So uh, I think we are about to end this podcast. So if anyone wants to connect with you or want to know more about Investera, uh, how they can contact you, Mel? Yeah, I would say to go to our website, it's investera.io. And on there, um, we have a place where you can sign up for a newsletter. So that's where we send out, you know, some articles and resources and invitations to our upcoming events and workshops. So that would be the best way to get in, involved and get in touch. We also, um, you know, you can email us directly too at connect at investera.io. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Don't forget to check that. And um, thank you so much for this time and for sharing your knowledge and your uh, insight amongst women and investment in general and i hope that through investera there are more and more women that's going to invest especially in bitcoin with more women to buy more bitcoin (laughs) awesome thanks so much for the support yeah awesome okay thank you mel have a good day take care bye thank you for listening to the my bitcoin story stay tuned for more episode and click that follow button